listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Along with Tyreek, Nikki, and Kyrie, we are here until midnight. Then it's Sports Center all night on 98.7 ESPN. How was your Tuesday, everybody? Hope you had a fabulous Memorial Day, or as well as could be expected under the circumstances that we have. And speaking of that, before we get started with this, I just have to say, I find myself just shaking my head over and over and over and over again. When I look at how some folks, and I'm not saying the majority, but how some folks are just acting like the word social distancing doesn't exist. Did you see the video from various states across this country for Memorial Day yesterday? Did you see the abuse, the the, the possibility, the uh, not caring about each other's well-being that was on display around this country yesterday. And and just think of it this way. Yesterday was a day that we salute. We remember people who gave their lives to represent what we have in this country. Ironically, people who gave their lives to allow folks the freedom to when folks suggest that you wear a mask and have social distancing, that you have the opportunity not to do that. So it was for me ironic that on this particular day, on Memorial Day, representing the weekend, there were pool parties galore. There's a pool party over there, pool party over here, pool party right there, pool party. No hint of social distancing, not a clue. And the responses to folks when they were queried about it, was unbelievable. Ah, one person said, ah, I don't need a mask with the wind blowing. It blows the stuff out of the air. <laughs> Hello? With the wind blowing and you cough, it could blow and spread to five or six other people. What are you talking about? What, what illogic is that? And another person's like, well, I don't need a mask. A lot of the politicians aren't wearing masks. Why do I need to wear a mask? President's not wearing a mask. Why do I need to wear a mask? President get tested every day. You're not the president. You're not even, you're not even these athletes who have now been classified, as I heard on the Michael K show earlier today, as essential people. So they can get tested as we start to have that conversation of returning and sports returning. So I'm just saying, we got to do better. And you're going to have to bring your mask and wear your mask to protect. It's, it's like defensive driving, right? What did they tell you way back when you were doing driver's ed in high school? Way back. It's about you. You have to look out for other people. That's defensive driving. Well, this is defensive masks. You got to wear your mask to look out for somebody who's not wearing theirs. I mean, there's almost 
100,000 people who have died in this country because of this virus that we know of. I don't know what it takes for people to take this seriously. I just don't get I don't get it. I don't get it. So I had to get that off my chest because the weather's not getting colder. <laughs> We're not going into the 30s no time soon. We're going into the warm weather. And people are tired of sitting at home. People want to get out. I got it. Just got to be protected. All right, enough about that. Yesterday, I had the opportunity to sit in for Bart and Han from one to three yesterday. And afterwards, I had a nice little cookout. Jeanette and I had a nice little afternoon dinner and everything. Cooked out on the grill. And why are you shaking your head, Tyreek? Mr. T. I got, I got, I got skills. I got some skills there. I got a little bit. I got a little action. And so we were just, you know, discussing and talking about different things and chatting and having a good time. And I was telling her a little bit about the show. And one of the callers, Chris from Manhattan, who normally is, uh, who normally is uh, a member of the Jets scouting team, right? <laughs> because he just breaks down football players. He loves to break down the offensive linemen, whatever the Jets, whatever he perceives the Jets need, that's what he is breaking down. And we had an interesting discussion yesterday talking about point guards with the Knicks because the topic we had yesterday with Barton Hahn was trying to figure out who were the best all-time starting fives for the New York slash New Jersey slash Brooklyn Nets and the New York Knicks. And so we, obviously through the discussion, when you're talking about the Knicks and you're talking about the draft, you have to talk about point guard because that's the one thing the Knicks just can't seem to find. It's the one thing the Knicks just can't seem to do a good job in locating. They just can't do it. They, they, they just have trouble. They can't figure out how to get a decent point guard. So there are a number of them that could come up in this draft. Okay, a number of them. And so Chris from Manhattan was talking, and he's been tweeting about it as well. Uh, and so there are a number of guys who are available. And when we discussed it yesterday, I said to him that I had been, and cl I'm just going to be honest with you, I'd been king of the Cole Anthony fan club. I wanted Cole Anthony. I wanted Cole Anthony because his dad played in New York. I wanted Cole Anthony because of how he played at UNC. I loved how he played at UNC. I wanted Cole Anthony because of his, uh, you know, because of his dad, he would properly prepare him for being able to play in New York. And the other part of it that I liked is I, I, I like this floor game. But I have to tell you, as I said yesterday, LaMelo Ball is growing on me. LaMelo Ball is growing on me because, A, of his size. And not that he got taller. <laughs> but it just seemed as though he has improved. He's improved, and now he's always had good court vision. And he's always shown you that he can create. Um, one of the curious things was for watching him to see how his offensive game was. Clearly we know he can pass the basketball. No question about that. That's not even an issue. Can he get a shot? Can he shoot better than his brother? <laughs> and that form. That's driving that, that just has you shaking your head first in LA and now in New Orleans. And from a, a standpoint of being tired of watching opposition point guards go past 
nick point guards down down the lane putting the front line in constant free throw situations and foul trouble i'm looking for somebody that can keep opposing point guards out of the paint so lamella ball defensively is not bad but there's some other guys who are involved as well uh tyrese halliburton at 6'5 175 out of iowa state who can play either guard position the one or the two uh, scouts say he's got one of the highest basketball IQs of any player in the draft. Then there's Killian Hayes from France. Can't you see him in the backcourt with the, uh, you know, the, uh, the, 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 the French, the French prince? It'd be perfect, right? The all French backcourt. Six, five, two, uh, handles the ball well. Uh, need to see him a little bit more to see how his scoring is. Uh, R.J. Hampton, 6'5", 188, uh, quick, explosive. So there's a number of guys that I think would do the job for the Knicks. But that's our poll question tonight at Hardesty ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. And of course, at 1-800-919-3776. When the Knicks pick in the NBA draft, if these point guards are still available, which one should the team choose? Should they choose Tyrese Halliburton? Should they choose Killian Hayes? Should they choose Cole Anthony? Or should they choose LaMelo Ball? You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. You can weigh in on Twitter or weigh in with us on the phones at 1-800-919-3776. That's where Sam in Flatbush starts us off tonight. Hey, Sam, you're batting leadoff. What's happening, my friend? Hey, what's going on, Uncle I'm doing good. Well, uh, before I get to my Jets point, I want to say something about the social distancing thing. So last month or so, I've been going to Plaster Park every day to bike. And thank God the social distancing was good. But over mm-hmm. the last three, four days, Larry, I'm really getting nervous. I mean, it's just like everyone's there. There's like zero social distancing going on. It's really crowded. But I do think that the second wave won't be as bad as the, like the, the next uprise won't be as bad as the first uprise. Because you still won't have 25,000 people in a stadium. And you have a lot of people already immune to it. So I don't think it's going to be as bad. But Larry... The next two, three weeks, you might just not, not really New York as much because New York, even though some places in New York was bad, but I'm talking about like Florida and all these places, Larry, they might go through what we went through. And if they know what we went through, they do not want to go through it. Hearing mm-hmm. ambulances all night, ships have to be parked for hospitals. You don't want to, you don't want to go through it. Now let's talk about something good. Yes. Um, I think the Jets must, this is not a maybe, they must resign Jamal Adams. The guy is a human beast. How many times did I call you this year, on Larry, saying how this guy should win MVP? I mean, this mm-hmm. guy was just unbelievable, stretchy. What do you want from the defender? The guy turns the ball over. The guy creates points for the offense also. The guy is a defensive player, and he scores points for the offense also. But that, I think the Jets should go over to Javion Clowney and say, tell him, listen, we'll give you a one-year deal worth $17, $18 million, and, and it's worth it for him. It's just a good deal for him because playing with Greg Williams, will make your sacks go much up, will be a much better player, and you get a big contract next year. And if the Jets have a good defense with Jamal Adams and Clowney and all these pieces, they can win the division just with, just with a good defense. There's no real good offenses in the AFC. He's the best of the Bills. The Bills aren't really that good. No one knows about Josh Allen yet. 
No one really knows. Jarrett's been um, in, in, in New England, and, and, and in Miami, you don't know if Tua's going to be healthy this year. So with a good defense like that, you could, you could win the division and make the playoffs and make a run because defense is in the playoffs, especially if, if the NFL is going to start late and, and the playoffs are going to be in cold weather. Larry, we both know what plays really well in, in the playoffs. Defenses, especially when it's cold outside. And that's why I really believe the Jets should do that. I hear you, Sam. Uh, I agree with you. Thanks for the phone call. I just don't, and I, it's not that I don't believe the Jets want to sign Jamal Adams because I really believe they do. I just think they don't want to do it now because they don't have to do it now. They would love to lock him up. He's done everything they've asked of him. I mean, he performs on the field. He's deserving of his contract. There's no question he has outplayed his rookie contract. No question about it. But you're, you're asking now in a situation where, listen, I don't know what the salary cap is even going to look like next year. I don't know with, with all the things that have happened this season. And, and listen, you know, you're talking about, Sam, you're talking about just 25,000 fans. I mean, there's folks in the National Football League saying that they expect a full house. They they expect fans at the beginning of the season in September. I don't know about that. That's a bit that's a bit ambitious for me. That's a that's really ambitious. So I'm not really sure that that you know that's the way that's going to roll. But uh, once again, I think they will sign Jamal Adams. I just don't think they want to do it this season. And I, you know, when he's got two more years left under contract, plus you could franchise him for a third year. I, they're not in the rush. They just aren't. Spike's in Jersey. Hey, Spike, you're next on 98.7. Well, good evening, my friend. I'm glad I could get on. I sent you a picture, the Shankari picture. We played golf. Susan and myself and Christopher, we, we played nine. Well, she played well. Uh, Christopher and I chopped up the grass so they can move it around and seed it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a frustrating game. And I'm glad you had a good cookout. Now, I have a little uh, assignment for those who are listening tonight, and mm-hmm. and uh, the crew will understand it pertinent to your open. Okay. I'd like uh, Mr. Chris Wilson to uh, kindly report back within 10 days an extensive point guard analysis of the 94 by 50. Uh, I'm a Cole Anthony guy. Uh, mm-hmm. He played on a – I hate to say this to you, I hate to say this to you. This was mm-hmm. a very poor, poor Tar Heel team. It was awful. It was awful. It, it was an awful. It was, it was an awful season. It, this was the worst team I've seen the Tar Heels have in twenty years. Yeah, it was bad. And, yeah, and he had an injury. He showed he. If you break down the tapes, which you know, guys like you and I can do, mm-hmm. uh, you will see signs of of the pedigrees there. No argument, correct? No doubt. No doubt. Okay. No question. Okay. The leadership, the pedigree is there. The shot's pretty good, but when you're passing to nobody, you know, you don't get the assist. A lot of those stats, he plays good defense. Uh, the other young fellow you mentioned, the name just slipped me. Um, Halliburton? I don't want the bubble. I, I, don't, I don't want the father. The father comes with the son. This isn't pro wrestling. I, I don't think I could handle it. And I, my friends, Wally and Bill and Alan, Etc. I don't think <laughs> I can't handle him, Larry. He's a bit mm-hmm. much. I hear you. Okay. I hear you. you. Agree? Yeah, I agree. But I will say this: that he's he's very quiet. He's he's, he's very he's been very quiet in New Orleans. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! Time out. He's been, what, comes into the bright lights of Broadway. 
Yeah. On 34th Street? No, no, that guy, that guy's waiting. And, and I think the youngster is better than the, the number two pick, uh, the other kid, uh, forget all the LeVar, names. yeah. LaMelo, you're talking about LaMelo's better than LeVar. I agree with you. No, I no, think he is. No, no, LaMelo's better than the, no, the, the kid who was drafted second. His name is, um. LaVar. LeVar's the father. I mean, um. Yeah, I can't remember yeah. names. Yeah, yeah, we're just, wait till you get yeah. to my age. Wait till you get to my age. <laughs> the kid who shoots from the hip. Um, yes. He shoots from the hip. He he, he, can pay, he sees the floor well. Mm-hmm. But uh, he he looks, I don't know, something about him. He's got, he, he will turn out to be a good rotation player. And I'll leave you with this. And always thank you for getting me on. Mm-hmm. I, every, the Bengay's coming out tomorrow. And, Is and for it? those Why? who have been listening a while, we know the Vic story with me and you. Uh, yes. Because I played golf. I haven't played in 15 years. Yeah, or, but golf is the golf shouldn't do that to you. Well, I, you, know, you know, maybe, it's, maybe, it's, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe the. Now, listen, uh, you might need to rub your hands with some, some blisters, but I don't you think know, you'll need I, the. I don't think you need the Ben Gay. It's funny. It's funny when we pulled into the, the, the driveway. Christopher said he was frustrated. He's young and strapping and a great athlete. And I said, my hands. He says, no, I'm fine. I want to hit another bucket. You know, that's when, when you're young. But listen, mm-hmm. on the basketball, uh, yes. Chris will check out the, the point guards. Uh, my nephew, who, who he, he can't just post all that food and not send a care package. I told him. Maybe you can speak with him because I've tried. It doesn't work. Well, I went for bath for him, and he got free in the kitchen, and I heard a lot of clanking in there, and, and some guy we both admire and love started saying, don't burn anything. You know, <laughs> that's putting the whammy on the chef, Larry. <laughs> yeah, but he's good enough to take it, Spike. He's good All enough. All right, listen, listen, we're going to figure out the draft. When is the I know when the draft is. I don't know what they're going to do, but I sure hope we'll all figure it out. We have enough yeah. brain power to figure it out. Will they make the right pick? As That's you the question. play that great drop from years ago about the ping pong balls, if yes. you can to get that yeah. one out. And, uh, and we'll get it ready movie. for you. Have a we'll get it ready day. for you, Spike. You too. Thanks for the phone call. 1-800-919-3776. I tell you, this is an opportunity for the Knicks, I think, to get that point guard that they've been, they've been lacking. I really do. I think this is the, this is the time that they can get it. I, once again, I really, really like Cole Anthony. LaMelo Ball's growing on me. I'm just saying. He is. No question about it. No question. And Cole Anthony, you know, I know what he can do. I know. And I think his game will trans transfer to the to the NBA. And I think his dad's going to help him. His dad's going to help him understand what it takes to play. And that's big. That's huge. You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Knowing the Knicks, right? Can't you see them in the battle for the ninth as the ninth seed? They find a way to get into the playoff. (laughs) Which means they're out of the lottery. (laughs) That means all the guards we're talking about will be gone by the time they draft. I'm just telling you that. Listen, that's how things go as a Knicks fan sometimes, right? Our poll question at Hardesty ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. With the Knicks pick at the NBA draft, if these point guards are still available, which one should the team choose? Should it be Tyrese Halliburton? Should it be Killian Hayes? 
Should it be Cole Anthony or should it be LaMelo Ball? Early polling is in. Killian Hayes, 4.3%. Folks are not dealing with a Frank Nilakina 2.0 situation. Not not looking for that. So he's out right now, 4.3%. Tyrese Halliburton, 6.9%. Cole Anthony, just under 32%. And LaMelo Ball is just under 57%. So it looks like early polling, most of you want LaMelo Ball. Let's go to Astoria and see what's happening with Mike. Mike, you're next on 98.7. Hello, Mr. Hardity. Thank you for having me, sir. You're welcome. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. I hope you're well. I am. Thank you. Well, I'll get right to it. I believe mm-hmm. LaMelo Lame- is the answer. He could score the rock. Yes, his father's baggage, as the previous caller just stated. Everyone knows that. But he would bring excitement to the Garden. I'm not saying they're going to go to the playoffs, but he brings the scoring potential, the size, the guard, all five, well, at least four positions. That's mm-hmm. something Cole Anthony, I don't believe, can give, even though he's a talented player. He reminds me of Sebastian Telfair out of Lincoln and okay. Stephen Marbury, his uncle before him. Mm-hmm. So I, I see him being a good comparison. player, but yeah, I, I see him being a good, solid player. But with the injury, maybe another year in North Carolina, getting coached up by Roy, maybe that's what the, he needs before he makes the jump. And sadly, I, I don't know if the Knicks will even make the lottery to the <laughs> I, I hope they do. I don't see it. Well, I tell you, thanks for the phone call. You, you never know with this scenario of, of what could happen and, and all those things. I, I hear what you're saying, but I just think that it, with this situation, the way they are with the young, talented point guards that are available, I'm with you. In a sense, I'm concerned that something would happen like it did this year with Zion. Because you had to, as a Knicks fan, you had to feel pretty, pretty hopeful, pretty hopeful, not confident, because that's not never, never confident. But you had to be pretty hopeful that you could be in the position where you would land Zion Williamson. It'd be pretty hopeful, pretty hopeful that you would be in that spot. And for him to end up in New Orleans. I mean, I tell you one thing. There was no, no, there was no, uh, idea, no accusations of a frozen rope, frozen, uh, frozen envelope in this scenario, right? There's no question that there was, Zion was headed to New Orleans. And I, I was a little surprised. I was. I had thought that there was a possibility that he could end up here. You know, that's the Nick fan to me, right? Steven's in Harlem. Hey, Steven, you're next on 98.7 ESPN. What's going on, Larry? Hey, Steven, what's up? Very frustrated, man. All these Nick fans. Why? Because, okay, let's be clear. Let's say the right, Nick get the first, the first pick, right? The first pick. Mm-hmm. They say God looks out for us and we get the first pick. Yes. Every Nick fan that I spoke to don't want the mental ball because of his father. Mm-hmm. You guys got to stop that. His manager is Jermaine Jackson, ex-NBA player. Since Jermaine took over, he's been on a different mentality. He barely talks to his father. He's a six seven point guard who can facilitate and run your offense the correct way. And we got RJ there, guys. 
RJ is there. He needs that guy that's going to put him in the right position, the right spot to score the ball. Let's stop this. Let's stop knocking him down. Bring up other reasons why. Don't bring up his father. Please, let's stop that. Honestly, it's frustrating. I wouldn't be mad with Cole Anthony, Cole Anthony or him. But if I, have, if I have to pick, I'm going LaMelo Ball. What separates the two for you, Stephen? Defensively, LaMelo Ball is a longer guard. He's 6'7". How can you match that? How can you match up with that? He can facilitate. He can run the offense the right way. I mean, don't get me wrong. Cole Anthony did a lot with a whack team. Like, mm-hmm. before he got injured, his numbers were on point. So, honestly, I, w- I wouldn't be upset with either or, but I'm just tired of that excuse. I don't want a mental ball because of his father. No, come on. Stop that. Stop that. Go bring up some stats of him in Australia. Go look at some highlight film, watch some games, and you see. Oh, no, no listen, Stephen. I, I, I was, and I've said this, and thanks for the phone call. I hear what you're saying about him. I, he's moved up for me. I like what I've seen from him. I do. Uh, but, you know, I do on the other side, though, I do understand fans concern about his dad being around and his dad providing a distraction. I do understand it. Now, as I mentioned, you haven't seen his dad bothering his son down in New Orleans. Haven't seen it. So maybe you're right. Maybe there's been a change. Maybe they've had that conversation because, listen, dad in the past has made it tougher on his son. He did. When he was in with the Lakers, he made it tougher on his son. There's no question about it. But son's playing better in New Orleans. I'll say that. And once again, with LaMelo, the size, the passes I've seen defensively, okay, I it's different, so I'm not looking so much defensively. I'm not trying to break his defense down with uh, over the with the Hawks in Australia because it's a different game. I understand that. I'm really looking at how he's setting up the offense, and I really want to see his 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 shooting ability. He can get to the basket. I mean, look, it, the thing that you really like about him is that, and Cole Anthony as well is that you know these guys can set players up and put them in the right position. Okay? And honestly, that's what the Knicks need. That's where it starts. It starts with your point guard play. Who's running this offense? Who's driving the team when the when you guys are rolling? That's what it's about. And so... Then you worry about putting pieces around them. Then the next thing will be, which we'll talk about another night, is, okay, where are we going to get some three-point makers? Guys that can long distance, that can dial it in, and bang, we know. Sorry, Mike Green. We know that they're going to hit the three. Because, ladies and gentlemen, that's the NBA game right now. The NBA game is up-tempo, hit the three, go in transition, play defense, not 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 80s, 90s defense, but just play defense and keep and keep pushing and attacking and keep pushing and attacking. And unfortunately, that, that's what this Nick team doesn't have. They don't do it consistently because of lack of talent. And it starts at the point guard spot. It just does. You look at the really, really good teams in this league, they're set at the one. 
or they've got somebody like LeBron James, who's a point forward, who is tremendous and who runs the offense and the offense runs through them. And the idea to know the feeling of the game, to know when I pass it off or I take my shot or I look to get everybody else involved, that sense of, okay, this is when we need the basket. We need to run something. That's what we're looking for out of the next Nick point guard. You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Continuing our thought process on who you want to take in the NBA draft point guard wise. If you are the new York Knicks, you've got a couple of choices. There's others you can call if they don't have, if we don't have your choice on our Twitter poll question at hardest to ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore seven FM. You can call us and give us one of your own as Sal did from Brooklyn. Sal's going big man. If the Knicks have the first choice, the first pick in the NBA draft, he's going big fella. And then he'll get his point guard later. And, you know, he'll use that big fella to maybe dangle and play let's make a deal. He says with the Minnesota Timberwolves for Carl Anthony Towns. Hmm. Trey's in Brooklyn, Texas. He's next on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Trey. Man, why a shot boat, Larry? Why a shot boat tonight? Man, got a good music playing scene. Yeah, man. Doing yeah, all right. Man. Yeah, man. Everything good. Nah, Tyreek got the man. rhythms rolling. Man, I'm chilling, man. Massa cool scene. Big up Kyrie scene. Big, hey, big, up, hey, big up all West Indians, too. Big up. Yes, man. yes, yes. Definitely. Big up. Definitely. Big up. Definitely. Definitely. All right, Larry. You ready to go to work? Yes, sir. Let's do it. We begin in the Garden State. We're headed to Patterson on Main Street in Patterson. That's where we'll find the St. Joseph University Medical Center and the great people who are doing just outstanding work there. And listen, it's in one of the areas where we know, Trey, that the virus has hit hard. It's in the minority communities where we've got black and brown folks. And so along with everybody else who's doing a tremendous job on the front lines, helping us with that COVID-19 virus, we understand that it's even harder in those communities because of the lack of health care, the lack of insurance, the lack of understanding that sometimes we need to go to the doctor, Trey, <laughs> when right. something's wrong, right. you know, That's we right. need to go. And sometimes if we went, we wouldn't have the problems we have when we are forced to finally go, which makes it even that much tougher when we have a situation like the COVID-19 virus. So to all the folks over at the St. Joseph University Medical Center, we are cheering you on and we appreciate everything you've done and the second sacrifices you make and continue to make by going to work, working those extra hours. When people go down, you're taking the extra hours and then, then going home and not being able to be as intimate with your family as you would like to. So we, we, we shout you out tonight. Big up to that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely second that emotion for real. Yeah. I think that's the thing that a lot of people are, that's, that's like, that's like the sight unseen is, you know, when they got to go home, man. And I yeah. saw one guy on the news, man, he's sleeping out in the tent so he wouldn't, you know, that, that's, that's right. to, to yeah. even think about that is insane. So shout out to all of the uh, healthcare workers. And before uh, you move on, before you move on to I your shout out, Trey, just, just to add ahead. to that, as I said in the beginning, 
So here's somebody who understands it so deeply that they're sleeping in the tent, not to infect their family. And y'all can't put a mask on and y'all can't put a mask on. Larry, talk, talk, Larry. That's what I'm saying. Really? Really. And but before I give my shout out tonight, I want to shout out. I want to do a little slight audible, Larry. I want to shout out all the MTA brothers and sisters out there working in buses, working in yes. trains, help yes. make, making sure people, the essential people are getting to work. Man, big up to y'all, man. You know what I'm saying? I know I know a lot of people don't don't say what they're supposed to say. Big up them corrections officers out there, too, man. That's yeah. putting their life on the line, man, mm-hmm. because it is yes. running rampant in those prisons. It really is. No so question. I want to, you know, shout them out, man, and lift them up tonight, man. Let them know we're thinking about them. Definitely, definitely. All right, but my shout out tonight. We're gonna stay in the Garden State, Larry. We're gonna go over to Sunny Passaic, New Jersey. Oh, go to yes. St. Mary's General, mm-hmm. and all the great people over there doing wonderful things, man, and they're helping people. And that's what we need right now. We need absolutely. Help. We need yes, help, we do. especially with these with these temperatures about to get warm, and you know you might have a sect of people that's about to get reckless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you gotta, you know, we would this, this these line this this is not over. And these lines are going to get long again, and we got to get, and we have to be ready for the second wave, people. We have to be responsible, and we have to be doing the right thing to get through this. That's so, right, absolutely. But we gonna shout, but we definitely gonna shout them out tonight, lift them up, and let them know we're thinking about them. Every employee that encompasses that building, we're thinking about y'all tonight. So thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you, thank you very much. Here, here. All right, so. Another audible, Larry. Not not a big one. So don't 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 trip. Don't roll your eyes. I see you. Don't roll your eyes. So what we go? So we're not. I don't want to throw this all in a vacuum tonight. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do all of that tonight. So tonight, me and Chris, me and Chris spoke earlier. What mm-hmm. I'm going to do and what he's going to do. We're going to break down Lamelo Ball tonight. Okay. And then as the, as the days go on, then we'll pick another guard as well. But my choice right now, if I have my druthers, Larry, is LaMelo Ball. I understand okay. Uncle Spike's concern, and I think DiPietro and Rocky feel the same way. I don't care about his father. I don't care. We need a guard here, man. This kid is 6'7". He has, he has vision. He has court vision. He makes sound decisions with the basketball. He gets his teammates involved, and he makes his teammates better. I'll sign up for that six ways from Sunday. I need a guard like that in orange and blue, and I need him young. He's a, a freaking kid, Larry. Now he won't turn 19 his, until, oh, until Larry, after the draft. Oh, Larry, come on, man, so he can grow with Mitch Rob. I, I mean, well, Mitchell uh, Robinson and uh, R.J. Barrett. You know what I mean? Like, we really need a, a positive guard. Now, if it falls, that is James Wiseman or whatever, I hope and pray that a guard like a Cassius Winston, you know, that's my guy, a guard mm-hmm. like a Cassius Winston would be available, you know, later, maybe in the second round. You know what I mean? But yes, yes. If I, if I had my druthers, lad, it's LaMelo Ball. He checks all the boxes. I'm not worried about the drama, man, because look what he's doing now. LaVar ain't even around them kids no more. They they really don't have a solid relationship with that man no more. I think the situation has changed. So mm-hmm. I think, and I understand the trepidation from Uncle Spike. I get it. Because that dude did a lot of damage, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and he got diarrhea in the mouth sometimes, how he do his business. But, you know, I don't think that that's going to falter with this kid. I think that this kid is a good basketball player. I love his eyes, Larry. His head is yeah. always up, and he's trying to get his teammates involved. The shot is a little funky right now. You know, for, mean, all the, for, for all the talking that their daddy did, he should have taught him how to shoot a little better. They're formal. They're formal. It's Looks bad. Just looks. And, it, and I'm not talking about Big Barnett. And I'm not talking about Silk Wilkes. 
And I'm not even talking about Bill Cartwright. I'm talking about these things are ugly. They are. These things are ugly, man. And I mean, but that's coaching. That's yes. coaching. So we can coach yeah. that and get that better. You know what I mean? Especially that's at 19. Like Especially Absolutely. at 19. That's, a, that's just like putting the splits on Forrest Gump, Larry. We'll straighten yeah. them legs out, and you'll be running marathons. He's got to be, and I, and he's got to want to be coached. Yes. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? He's yeah. got to want to be coached. So that's another thing. Get your daddy out the way. Because you're going right. to, I think, I think, he, I think we're going to put a coach there that's, that's going to be, you know, that's going to be conducive to getting these kids and, and getting them, you know, getting their minds going about how to play the game of professional basketball because right. none of them have done that yet. But if you're at, I'm telling you right now, to me, LaMelo, but who's ready to lead a team tonight? Who could lead a team? Who could lead the Knicks to a win tonight? Cassius Winston could lead a okay. team tonight. He's a leader. Four-year okay. starter in the Big Ten for Coach Izzo. He's a he's a leader, Larry, I'm telling you. You know, it's so funny, Trey, and, and the, it's like, Four years, four years started. You're saying in the back of your mind, well, if he was any good. He'd have been out. You know, but yeah. it used to be yeah, that four years starter meant something was experienced. That's what you wanted. This right. guy's ready to play. He's right. ready to be a pro. He's ready to make that transition. Now it's like, mm-hmm. he been there four years. Mm, must be that good because he's the one year player. They one and done. But I'll- Man, I'm just seeing, but you know what? And then that's, and that's for the people that don't know nothing about basketball. Mm-hmm, Ty mm-hmm. right now is looking like, man, please, this kid can play. Yep. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. If, if, if you know basketball, if you've seen this kid play, he's a leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He can lead a team to a victory tonight. Yep. If I got five people in the park right now, I got Cassius Winston as my point guard. I'm telling you. Why yeah. does this kid lead? Damn all the points and all the fancy stuff. Why I want to see a leader lead, man. That's what this team has been missing for years. Please. Leadership. Leadership. We need a, a coach on the floor to get these people in the right positions to make plays. We are going to waste R.J. Barrett. We are going to waste Mitchell Robinson if we do not get a quality point guard to get them the ball in positions to make them great. Larry, this is not hard. This is, basketball is not a hard sport, Larry. High percentage points get the get the wins, man. Come on. I just hope that I just hope that that Trey. Thanks for the phone call. And by the way, uh, all these audibles is going to cost you a meal. You have to send some up this way. All these audibles. Um, it it is going to be fascinating to see if when they get uh, the ping pong ball, will any of these guards? even be available? Will they be all gone? I'm concerned, Trey. I'm concerned. You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN.